Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. So um, I'm here with Becky and um, Becky Welch. Yes. And um, so me, Kate, Becky, and Rob all went to this chapel on Fort Knox. And the wildness of the chapel deal for a chaplain was that, like, that was my place of duty every Sunday. Yep. Pritchard and Chapel. Pritchard Chapel. That's right. That's right. I, yes, Pritchard. Somewhere in our stuff, have we have a, a mug. You know, they give you a little mug sometimes at a chapel. And um, and so what was wild about that was I, I had just come back from Afghanistan with the 3rd Brigade, and I was the one chaplain that stayed in the brigade, and I was in the 201st, and then they moved me to 6th Fort Cap. And so... I, I didn't want to be on the rotation for some of the pastoral duties like preaching, homilies, that kind of thing. I wanted to be left alone. And so I, I bought a bass guitar <laughs> and I went and sat up there like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and, and I met you. And I met Rob. And you were selling scentsy <laughs> candles at the time. Yes. And it was awesome. They I think you still have one of those burning. They oh, yeah. We got a bunch at home. And so. Kate would buy us, and oh. we had parties, and, and remember and we were over there, and we were like making you smell all these things, and you're like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, we had to use the coffee beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a great time. <laughs> well, I met a lot of people at Fort Knox through that, so it was, well, awesome. It was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. And the thing was, like, I remember Rob saying to me, "We need to go do this. We need to go do that." And I, I told him, I was like, "I get it, man. I really want to be your friend, but I'm so freaking busy because I just moved from one unit to the next." And and I was struggling, and, and we we did we hung out a few times, had a beer here and there, and, and um, but it wasn't enough. And then Rob died in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and I was so I was at Walter Reed at the time. I would, it was this time of year, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we just celebrated uh, Rob's eighth anniversary, angel anniversary, um, on the third, so on Wednesday of this week. That's yeah, yeah. And, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't call you. I mean, it was just like I, I couldn't go through one. I, emotionally, I didn't have anything. I, I didn't have anything, you know. I, I just couldn't call you. I, I was afraid to. Like it was just like I, like I was already doing the you know, death notification deal. I was working at Walter Reed. I'd done, you know, I'd already deployed once, and another one was on its way. And I was just, I was. Emotionally, I did not believe that I had, um, I had anything to offer you, and I didn't have anything to give, and I was afraid, and that's just the bottom line. And I was, I was in when I started doing this stuff, where I'd go around and talk with veterans and go to their houses. Uh, I showed up to a guy named Nick Holder. It is when I showed up at his work, and Nick came out, and I remember he's a good guy. He took like five minute break, you know, and he comes <laughs> out and he, he hug, gives me a hug, and I think we both started crying. And it was real. This stuff I'm doing is, it gets real emotional sometimes. Back then, I, I couldn't. You know, when you're in that uniform, yeah. it, you, soldiers cry. What? It, right? Like, <laughs> like, I didn't know they could. <laughs> like the chaplain could cry. It, yeah, you can't use umbrellas. You can't have. Don't yeah. report it to command. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put your hands in your pocket when it's cold. Right. But I'm sitting there, and um, somehow in that conversation, I saw this bumper sticker on the back of of Nick's car. I said, oh, man, I, I, I've never been able to talk to Becky. He's like, what? 
He said, you don't know what she's doing? I was like, no, I have no clue. And, and I think it was, it was two years ago, right? So it would have been the sixth one was, the sixth one of these events was coming up. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and Nick said, hey, man. And, and the guy, and the guy that's my drummer now, Dan, was with me in the car. And up to that point, he wasn't, you know, he wouldn't say, "Hey, I'm your drummer." He was just on this trip with me, mm -hmm. another veteran who'd received a Purple Heart because I he'd blown up and he's still alive, you know. And um, Nick walks over and he pulls that bumper sticker off the back of his car and he goes and puts it on my truck. And he's like, "You need to call Becky." And I'm like, "I don't have her number." And he pulls his phone out and he gives me <laughs> your number. And um, John Lowe says Becky, you're so awesome. You uh, are. You hey, are. John. And you're pretty awesome yourself too. And I called you up and I was like, do you have a band that plays? And you're like, we have people play, but we don't have a band. And um, I told him, and I don't know how it happened, but you said, come on. Yeah. And, and I had to apologize because not the, it, it, it's, it's almost like you comforted me. <laughs> I, that's how I felt about it. I felt like, I felt like you were reaching through the phone and saying, Hey, it's okay. You, you, you're okay. And I, yeah, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it, but it was it was tough because you start losing people, and um, and like I barely knew y'all, but I did, you know, like it, it, like I did know you, but I didn't, you know, it's like it doesn't get super intimate in the military setting, especially when you're going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And and that brigade was we had just come back from Afghanistan, new people had come into the brigade, and we were standing up to go back out again. And right at the last moment, I got called to go to Walter Reed. And so I had a little bit of guilt that like, there was a couple people that didn't come home from that trip. Um, a couple I knew and uh, yeah. Rob being one that like shook me. And um, it's funny the day that, the day that I found out about Rob, I don't know what day of the week it was that I found out, but it was after the event, of course, you know, and I was at Walter Reed and somebody had called me and I would ride my bicycle in to Walter Reed to work because we lived right up the road in this place. And I, you know, I'm, I'm riding in. It was it was pouring rain, and this E7 <laughs> walks up with his uniform on and he had an umbrella. And uh, I went all drill sergeant and cussed this young man out, <laughs> unbelievably. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, and he's all locked up because he at least knew how to be a soldier yeah. and um and he knew you know it's just it's, it's raining you got to be inside the hospital all day and but what he didn't know was that I'd lost a friend mm -hmm. and, it, and I wasn't there and I felt guilty for not being there and um and I could never call you I mean I just I avoided that like Kate had even said something about why don't why don't we call Becky or um and we went by Fort Knox, you know, like not yeah. long afterwards. And I was like, I ain't going up there. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I just, you can't I'm, go to the widow's door. No, no. I've, well, I've, I've had to do it. Yeah. I've had to knock on that door. And um, it ain't easy. No. It, I think a, on either a, side of it. No, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And, and to watch the kids. Well, and, and trust me, even. Oh. I mean, I can tell you those first weeks, I mean, we had so much support, but you could tell, I mean, it was like, there's the widow, you know, you almost walk in somewhere, the grocery store, because, you know, we stayed on post because for me, you know, all those guys, you know, Rob was killed on the 3rd of April. They had just gotten over there in January. 
So you had a whole deployment. I had wives that I were friends with that their husbands were still there. So in essence, it was almost, it was cathartic for me and it almost gave me a mission because it was like, if I fall apart, what is it going to say to all these other wives? Because we had a full deployment still left. Oh yeah. And it was very likely that we could and got blessed by God. Nobody else did die until the very, very end. But you know, God forbid one of our other soldiers was lost. Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of foundation was going to be there for that support for that wife? But you, you had that stigma, you know, like, um, it was like we would go in the grocery store and automatically it'd be like, you almost wanted to expect music to be playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, doo -doo -doo -doo, you know, here comes the widow and her family, you know? <laughs> and, and I found a lot of humor through that too, because it was almost like, you know, it's just you make those jokes to help heal that pain, and I think that that's humor is something that we use during. The, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's me. right. It's it, and we call it that dark widow humor apparently <laughs> because like I'll never forget the old lady that was here that came to Rob's memorial right and said, "Oh, sweetie, you know, did you did you have your husband buried?" And I said, "Oh no, he's hanging up in the closet at home, like in the middle of the <laughs> memorial." <laughs> And she looked at me and I was like, oh, you think I'm serious? I'm just kidding, I'm, I'm, no. no. We had him buried at DFW National Cemetery out here in Texas, because he was a Texan through and through. So, uh, so John Wayne in Texas was his thing. So he's buried here, but that poor old lady. And there's been so many jokes since then that I feel bad for the people that got my dark widow humor. <laughs> hey, whatever, you know, like, I can't even believe you're, you're calling yourself a widow. I would never think of you like that. Like, I want to be like the black widow, right? Like that sounds like oh, it could kidding. be, it could no. be kind of like, like I'm thinking of Marvel, right? Like black yeah, widow, yeah, yeah. all cool, but I don't look as good as Scarlett Johansson. So, <laughs> but um, no, I'll, I'll tell you when you said it's hard, you know, and I'm thinking of that knock on the door. Cause that day, I mean, we spent the whole day out with the kids. I was out with friends. In fact, Angie Beller, who was part of the unit, she was calling me all day and I was like to try to get a hold of you yes because Rob was killed early in the morning like I had spoke to him the night before and it happened early in the morning and uh I'll be honest and she knows this you know I was like I'm out here with the kids we're at the zoo and I was like I'll call her back well we got the notification that you know we were um all communications down we were on a blackout and I had wives calling and I was like it's okay tell them don't freak out you know it's we'll hear something when we hear it. No good, no news is good news, right? And um, so we, we went and had dinner, we went home, and I was getting ready to watch Army Wives. Because <laughs> Rob and I love the that show was, yeah, Army Wives. And you know what's ironic is when I look back at all this crazy stuff, so we had, I had watched a few weeks back had been the episode where Jeremy on the show actually had been killed. And I remember watching it with Rob. You know, he watched it and, and I said, I Kate called and I him. I did that too. Like, yes. he watched it over there, and yes. you're watching it over here, and then you're talking about and it. And I remember calling him. I said, hey, you, you need to, we, your parents can't watch this. We, we need to tell them, don't watch this. Because you know it's heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then one week later, like, he was killed. And I was, I remember getting the kids in, and then I got the doorbell ring. And I, was, I thought it was Aiden outside playing, because he was like three. I thought he was playing with the doorbell and I'm like, what are you doing? And then I opened it and of course the two uniformed and they'd been waiting out there all day. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, they've been waiting there since early. In the morning, yeah. For sure. 
And um, it's crazy though, because I, I want to think that it was almost like Rob giving us a chance. Like it was Sunday, you know, enjoy your day. Because that day when I look at it, yes, I got the notification and that night, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I mean, it was hell. But that whole day though is mixed with good memories because the boys and I spent the whole day having fun and then we got the notice. So when I look at that day, there's that sadness and that loss, but there's all those good memories too, wrapped up into it. And um, you know, it's, it's crazy because I, I look back at stuff too and before Rob left, like he was never worried about his own safety. Like he was worried about seeing his grandma, you know, he thought his grandmother was gonna pass away cause she's you know, getting older. And um, he was like that, dude. He was, yeah, he was he all was, out. Yes, and it was never his own safety. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, and um, and that that too, I think, gave me peace because, um, you know, you get a decision in that moment, and you can either jump in the grave with them or you can go on, and I think that said again, said again, (laughs) said you can either jump in the grave with them, or you can carry on. That's 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 a heavy statement. I mean, but it's it's so freaking real. That is. I mean, I saw Rob when he came home. I held his hand. I gave him a kiss goodbye. I mean, I saw him being lowered into the grave. But you know what? I didn't see him in that grave because he wasn't there. So, and that's that's what brings me peace is Rob may not be here with us now, but we're going to see him again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what I know. Uh, I can say this now because we're not in the military, but uh, a lot of protocol was broken that night. Um, <laughs> and I can say that now. but. The support from his unit. I mean, there were guys that were downrange that that I was talking to on the phone that night that was like, I need to talk to you. And they answered my questions. They, you know, did because we're family. And that's what it's about. Because it hurt me, but it hurt them. And that was another thing is like, we would be here and show them that we're okay. Well, it's like little things like the people that, like myself, I couldn't even call you. Like, what's going on there? And, and I'm sure there's not, not the only one. You know, it's like, it's so hard. Well, it's, it, and, and that's hard, but it's also cathartic or uh, healing for me to be here, to be here. Um, what, and what are we doing here? Wait, talk about this. So, you, you got this thing going. Yes. So um, when Rob died, I needed something proactive, something to throw in and make sure that he was never forgotten. So of course we moved back here to Wiley because this is where we grew up. This is actually my school, Wiley High School. We were Wiley Pirates, uh, class of 2003. That's really aging me there. Uh, But we, we grew up here and so I wanted something that would be, something to bring the community together and to be able to support our heroes, the past and the present. Um, and carry on Rob's memory. So we started the first lieutenant, Robert F. Welch III, run for our heroes. And basically we had a, uh, we started with a 5K run. And um, I tell people every year, I ran it that year and we weren't alone out there. I mean, you can feel the energy. And, and I like to say I was running with Rob because it was electric. Um, and we grew, we did a vendor fair um, and then a hero's lunch. We've always done a hero's lunch because, you know, our military, I mean, we know we served, but they do so much for so little. 
And so I wanted to be able to do, yeah, do a meal. Like every soldier likes to eat, right? So I figured if we could do a meal and where they just come and sit down, they don't have to talk about their service. They don't, but you see this bonding when, the, when you have all these veterans sitting around a table together, breaking bread, they start talking, yeah. you know, and you got these Vietnam vets together and, and Korean, you know, and, and they just sit down, they have an instant bond. And so it was amazing to see that. And um, this is our first year here at Wiley High School, which is really cool. But it has grown so much, and we've had so much outpouring. This is year number eight. Number eight, yeah, and um, we've got the first lieutenant, Robert Fulch, the third charity, and we are a totally 501c3 nonprofit, and our mission is to support our military, our fire, and our police heroes um, and their families. So, and that's what we're doing. You know, it's we, we work hard. Um, we get our sponsors. Um, we sell stuff at garage sales. I mean, I work for the money. <laughs> Because if I can sell a $5 table, that's $5 that I can use to feed the National Guard families here in town. You know, that's a pack of diapers that I can donate to give to them. And so we spread that. You know, it's like I tell people, it only takes a little spark to ignite a big fire. So if I can help be that little spark, think about the big flame that gets rippled well, effect. Becky, you're talking about a little spark. There's over three or 400. Is 400 or 300? 400, well, yeah, we usually feed about 400 in here. So there'll be 400 people in here eating them all. There's the run outside. How many hundred are there? We had 340 pre-registered. So, so hopefully. So tomorrow morning there'll be some more because like last couple of years, I'm yeah. there two years now, there's a ton of people show up at the last yes. minute. There's, um, there's non-profits. Yes. And there's for-profit vendors. Mm -hmm. Like I bought some of the best honey I've ever ate at this thing two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's it's huge. It's yes. not like it's not a little spark. I, I want people to know that you didn't just. This isn't a small thing. It's it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a bonfire. It's a bonfire. <laughs> well, but what's neat about that is is that we bring together so many in the community. Like we have ROTC cadets. These are kids. These are high schoolers mm -hmm. that like they're excited about coming and volunteering. Okay, these are like what 16, 17 year olds <laughs> on a good. Saturday morning. I would rather be sleeping in, right? Yeah. They're going to be out here at six in the morning, carrying tables, yep. doing all of our grunt work, not because they and we're have talking like to. Thirty or forty kids. Uh, no, like eighty. Eighty kids. Okay. 80 from both high schools. Whoa, that, I mean yes. that's a, and, and it's it's brilliant. Like, you are a non-anxious presence. I've, I've watched you tonight. So, Kate, <laughs> Kate, just pan real quick, all the way down, if you would. So this is just the wall that Becky has set up. And you can see there's a little bit of stuff on the floor behind over here in the corner. If you're looking, Becky's got stuff going. Um, okay, now pan back. And so this is, a, this is a wall where, talk about this wall real quick. So this is a wall that is specifically meant for Texas fallen soldiers. So every soldier on this wall was from the state of Texas. Um, it goes up to 2015. He's the man that built this is currently working on the current years. Um, but as you can see, like down here in the corner is where Rob is in 2011. The Wiley Pirates put some special gear out here to show because we wanted to teach the kids here at the, at the high school that this was a, he was a living, breathing person here. Yeah. He walked these halls. He was a student just like them. And he 
dedicated his life to a higher cause. He wanted to serve, and he wanted to serve from a young age. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, oh yeah. Like I tell you, he, I, I like the guy because he was like, he wanted to be a soldier. Yes. He well, liked he, it. He, you know, he had a heart for God, and he was about service from when I met him. And we, you have to understand, we met each other in like seventh grade. Like down and the we No, not here, like back in middle school. Middle school. <laughs> and we started dating and, um, oh my gosh, I could fill hours of stories about that crazy guy. Um, you know, I was quirky. I mean, this is how quirky. I would eat the outside of a Snickers bar and he would eat the inside. I don't know how many guys would be willing to do that, but that's how it went. And um, he saw Titanic with me in the theater, and I saw it 11 times in the theater, the Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic, <laughs> right? Like, and um, anybody that's willing to do that is like, but I mean, we would go on missions trips to Russia. We went to Mexico, and he was the first one to volunteer. And then when we got out of high school, he joined the Texas National Guard here and uh, then went active duty after he got his degree. But, and that's what soldiers will tell you. Like if, if they called him in the middle of the night or somebody needed to take a truck down with tables, I mean, he'd be there. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I'm like, do you really have to do this like right now? And, um, but he's like, yeah. Well, and that's, that's what it was about. We, I, I think the first time we met, was down in that basement of Pritchard Chapel. Yes. And he was oh, we were vol- yes, yeah, we were doing we children's church and stuff. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and then setting up stuff. Yeah. And like uh, Mike Nishimura was yes. the head chaplain guy yes. that, that was like gracious enough to allow me to go play the bass. <laughs> so I didn't have to do much else. That's funny. Yeah, no, we helped with the children's church down there too. Yeah, yeah, because um, it was, uh, um, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And, and, and then you staying around just shows that like you're you and I you 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 show what community is about just I mean just being Becky like when I saw Nick it wasn't like hey you gotta go see Becky because it, she's a sad case <laughs> it was like you gotta go see Becky she's because she's crazy <laughs> no because she's gonna help you heal like you got to go see her for yourself you got to call her up because she's doing something good out there because she didn't i like what you said but go back and say that thing one more time about you can either get in the grave you can jump in the grave with them or you can carry on and keep carrying and you've on. carried on yeah i mean you know it's i think rob would be disappointed in anything less and I think he would come down from heaven and kick my butt <laughs> the, if I if I did too. right. <laughs> but um, no, it is. It's about that community because I mean, I have families that travel in for this event. Oh, I mean, you guys did. We we have oh, my yeah. best friend Julie. We and then all of our. What's neat is we also have our National Guard family here. Our fan, friends that were here before. Is Colonel Brown coming? Not this year, but we're hoping well, to get him back. He was here last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, uh, people come from all over. This is like. Oh yeah. I mean, this is kind of a miniature. In, in a fact, reunion, we yes. About, Ten about years. Calling and the Big Red One, yes. First Infantry Division Society, which yes. I'm a part of. Yeah. And really pushing this event because I've seen so many veterans walk around with the Big Red One. Yes. The thing somewhere on them, and it means so much to mm-hmm. me to have been in the Big Red One. Oh, I've got my Big Red One in the front yard. In <laughs> fact, I'm a civilian. You know, this is a funny joke. A civilian. <laughs> But a civilian came walking by yesterday. I was like, oh, do you do you have a number one baseball player in your house? And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, this. I was like, 
oh, no, 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 that's Big Red 1, like, 1st Infantry Division in the military. Yeah. I was like, I never would have thought number that's one so, baseball player. That is but, so awesome. <laughs> but, and, and that's one, I miss being, I miss yep. being on a military post. I won't even lie. Yep. And I think when you say I stuck around, well, that was home. I mean, that was home when Rom left. And really, you know, the, it was good for the boys. I think it was good for us because I couldn't leave knowing that their guys were still deployed. And so when they came home in this November, December time, that felt like a natural closure to that chapter. Where, and I, and I won't lie, um, wow, I remember the homecoming when Colonel Brown and Dana Eisman, um, McCubbins, I, I'm missing out a whole bunch, but everybody from our group was there. And um, <clears throat> I did not know this. You know, they have the big flag that's hanging down mm -hmm. in front, right? So we're all sitting. And of course, they've invited Mickey Fryson and myself to sit up in the chairs because, you know, she uh, was widow for Demetrius Fryson, who was killed right after Rob. He was May 10th. And I wear his bracelet. I wear Rob's and Demetrius's. And um, so we're sitting there, right? And of course, it's emotional. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, I don't think the guys know we're going to be there. So, of course, I'm like, oh, man, you, I hope their wives gave them a heads up. But the flag raised up, and I am not even lying, direct eye contact with Colonel Brown. And yeah, because he's I, standing out there. Yeah, and he, I mean, he sees me. And I feel so bad for Christina because in that moment, I was overcome with emotion. I automatically jumped up, and I think people thought I was his wife like a very young wife, <laughs> but I mean, I hauled and like hugged it because it, over, it's that emotion, it's that yeah. bond. Yeah. And uh, Christina was so good about it, uh, <laughs> bless her heart. But I mean, we just hugged. And, and the same thing with Scott Grupp and Dana Eisman, because while it hurt me again, they were his brothers and they had to carry on that job the whole time downrange. And so I think that in a way for me to see them and know they were home safe, it was their way of being able to see us and know that we were safe too. And it was emotional. And you know, when you talked about it being so hard to talk to me, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to drop her name here, but, um, the soldier that was with Rob when he, when they both got hit by the rocket, you know, it was a crazy day because he was walking and when the rocket, it didn't sound anything. No alarms went off until after it detonated, but it came in at Father Salerno. And basically the way it happened was it hit here, Rob was here, and the soldier he was with was, she said that she was walking with him, they were talking, BSing, and then something made him let her get just a little bit further in front of him. And she goes, you know, I don't know why he did that. Well, when that rocket hit, he took the brunt of that. And in essence, she got hit, and she's, bless her heart, she's had to deal with a lot. But if he hadn't have been there, she would have gotten more of the damage. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's crazy is I've talked to all the surgeons and it was a tiny little piece that they just couldn't find, mm -hmm. which is what ended his life. And, but he fought, he fought like I would expect him to fight. And you know, in time you just can't, when it's your time to go home, oh, it's your it. time. It's yes. That's so, all. I mean, there's just like, there's nobody. No. You know, and, and having having the year before been in Jalalabad with the forward yeah. surgical teams doing stuff, 
and you're, you know, as a chaplain, sometimes you come in there, mm-hmm. say a word of prayer, look at something, you know, because sometimes there's other, the folks that are with them are yeah. there, and like, they, they need to be out of the way, and so sometimes the chaplain comes, and I, I've, and then I worked in the morgue, and it's like, it's like sometimes it's, it is, it's something little itty bitty yeah. that like flies out and flies up 200 feet, and yeah. nobody knows how to, like, that, you know, like a, a BB, the size yeah. of a BB? It's, it, but yeah. it's God. It's God's like, you know. It's it's uh, now I'm dealing a lot with suicide. Well, yes. and, and and you are in that world too. I mean, you, this is a veteran. Oh, thing. I mean, you're having, twenty to twenty-two vets a day yeah, is ridiculous. It's crazy. And and I've known a bunch of them now. And I, it, yeah. when I was all drugged up, I was I was close if it had a member Kate. And it's just like when it's your time, it's your yeah. time. But other than that, I. I you keep I, I I try to encourage people to keep living because yeah. you're gonna die anyway. Oh yeah. And and, and you know it's it's like such a it's weird talking about it like knowing well, no, people are no. listening and, and then we're yeah. But you have to talk about well, it. Well and I, well you do because it's not real if you don't. That's it. And exactly. for so long we're told you know don't show your emotions. Which is and bold, trust me I'll right? tell you you can't doesn't work. That doesn't work because then it comes out in crazy ways, like <laughs> skydiving or running with the bulls in Spain. Yes, and clearly it wasn't my time because I'm still here. God felt like <laughs> you're crazy, but I'm gonna keep your butt alive. So, and I'm sure Rob was just like, oh, I'm sure Rob was like, what? The? Anyways, you ran with the bulls. I did. I ran with the bulls in Spain. It's crazy. I'll never do it again, but I did it. So, yeah, and I fell too. They got it all on camera. It's crazy. But um, anyways, you know what I said, and I'll tell it straight. I think that being killed in service is more of a mercy than living through it. Yeah. Because Rob went out in the G.I. Joe style. Oh yeah. His family got taken care of with the military benefits. And while it hurts, I mean, there's not a day that doesn't hurt. But I know, we can I, I hold our hands. I've been watching your posts. I watch your posts at times. Oh I'm my like, gosh! Oh. But I can hold my hand, my health, my head high, and when people hear about Rob's story, I mean, it's like he's this hero, and he is. He is a very much a hero. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. But then you see these vets, like the one that came home, and she is carrying so much guilt. The soldiers that came in and would say, "I, I feel so guilty that it wasn't me, or I couldn't have saved him." And I try to tell him that you couldn't have saved him. The only one that could do that is God. And it just, and it, God No, left. exactly. And, and he had you come home for a reason. And I think this is real important too. For what I've heard so many times, this is not God's perfect plan. This oh. is not something that God wants to happen. That's no. all bull crap. No. This is, this is a result of living in a fallen, sinful world. War is not a good thing. No. I mean, we, we didn't do this because we're warmongers. When we talk about Rob being a soldier, me being a soldier, yeah, sure. Like as kids, we looked at Rambo and we were like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But there comes this point where you you start thinking about how great the society is and know somebody has to make the sacrifice. It's like, hey, somebody has to pick up the street. Somebody has to pick up the trash. Somebody has to go stand on a line so that people are safe. And, And that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's... It, it, we're not saying that when we talk about this is God's timing. It wasn't. It's not God's. It's not this perfect will of God. Like no. God was out to get Rob, and God's out to get 
Jeremy and all the you know all my buddies that have gone through the suicide mm -hmm. stuff and have died. That wasn't the plan. That's a that's a result of yes of, of sin and, and being in a world that's fallen and and um. But it's our jobs to stand up and be there for those yeah. guys. Yeah. And that's what God asks us to do. Yep. Stand up and be, you know, be a witness to my to my sheep. And I think that that's where if we don't do that and we turn that blind eye as a community, that's where we fail. Well, and, and that's where like the wall comes in, yes. the remembrance, the, I mean, when you, when you talk about the ultimate price of freedom, like, by the way, there's a bunch of, of Korean War veterans who may not know this. This is right beside the, in, in Washington, D.C., this picture is right beside the Lincoln Memorial mm -hmm. and juxtaposed up against it on the other side is this right here the Vietnam so those of you who are from the Korean War yeah this is this the is, army nurses right there yeah that's the nurses and then there's the army guys mm -hmm. and then but this is right over there in in DC yeah. and um I, it's just it's like people forget sometimes and I love it that the kids brought that stuff in and put yeah. it there because this is where young oh yeah what was he 30 we all were 31 <laughs> no 26 when he died 26 he's even younger than I but thought. you know the youngest guy on this wall is like 18 years old i mean if you look at our guys that are getting killed i mean they're not well it, six, it, being yeah. a soldier is a young man's yeah. game i mean yeah. you know it, it is um, but i mean you read these stories and and when it came down to it you know they're flinging their bodies on these IDs trying to save the rest of their battle buddies. Oh. Well, so, I've, I've talked to another guy, and I won't mention his name either because I think it might be inappropriate, who watched, but he didn't see it. You probably know who it is. But he, he was right there, and he turned and saw mm -hmm. like, the whole thing, and, and it was one of the people rushing over. And he said it was just like, it just happened so fast. I remember him telling me that. It just happened so fast. It happened so fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, and our lives go by so quick. And sometimes it's just so appropriate to stop for 40 or 50 seconds a weekend and remember. And, and you don't just stop for a weekend. You've, you've had people in here. We have people drive halfway across the country. I was just talking to a little while ago, helping us set up out here. Yes. And clean up. The setters came all the way from Kentucky. Yeah. And on their motorcycle, <laughs> dealing with the hail in Arkansas. And But they came because Denny had seen one of my videos and had said, I, I gotta go. I gotta come. Yeah. And there, and it's that kind of thing. And then we have another soldier. I'm not gonna say his name. I didn't even know him before. Now I haven't even met him, but I'm waiting for it. Um, I got contacted uh, by a friend of mine, and uh, he's not getting to come this year. But he was telling me about this soldier, and uh, he's like, I gotta tell you some stuff. And he's like, this guy was in the OR with Rob. He held Rob's heart in his hands until he took his last breath. And this guy said that he just needed to come. And that's hard. That's gonna I be can't even funny. imagine. And, and it's not like we're gonna go up and be like, oh, you know, but that bond to, to make that trek from far, far, yeah. because yeah, you told me how far he, he, felt, yeah, it's that he felt like he needed to be here We'd never met before, yeah. you know, I mean, but 
it's well, this is what this is about and to come see you yes it's you know i'm driving around i'm going to people's houses at first it was so hard and then afterwards I, I, something clicked inside i thought why didn't i do this sooner why didn't I go, and, and this is, what you've done in one way is you've created a very, very safe environment. If you're a veteran and, and you haven't gone and seen some other veterans and you haven't been with some people, this is the kind of safe environment where you can do that. And um, one, one of the guys that was enlisted and is now a warrant that I had a really wild experience with in Afghanistan, last year we were sitting out there eating some barbecue together Okay. It, it was it was great food. It, yeah, the food is incredible. And we were sitting there talking, and it was cool because today I introduced my wife to this guy, and, and Kate was like, that's the guy from the story. I was like, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a story that, like, as a chaplain, I don't have, you know, you don't carry a weapon as a yeah. chaplain. And so one of the things you do as a chaplain is you bear witness and bear testimony to what how the lives of soldiers their families, the lives they've lived. And in this guy had drawn me into his story. And it was is an awesome story. Yeah. And it was so cool to introduce my wife. Now it took a long time. You know. Yeah. I, you know, I'm in yeah. the hundreds of I'm in 120, 130,000 miles of travel around like this. So it's not easy to do the yeah. first time. But in an event like this it's safe. It is. Well, and, and you can feel safe to open up and share those stories. Yeah. And that and the stories, guys. I mean, Robbie and Aiden. Robbie was a year and a half. Aiden was three when Rob was killed. They're getting to the age now. They're nine and 11. And they're just now starting to really, like, ask questions and process and deal with those feelings of not having a dad. You know, like, yeah. when you see everybody else and they grew up with their dad, but they know he was a hero. And this event, they see everybody saying, thank you for your dad's sacrifice. But those stories are what do I, that one of my favorite things is when somebody comes up and tells me a story, even if I've heard it a thousand times or that I don't. You know, after the guys came home from deployment, I had moved back here and I went back for the memorial dedication for the mm -hmm. one that they had up at Fort Knox. It's now at um, they moved it Fort Riley. Yeah. yeah, it moved to Riley because of the big red one. But, um, they scheduled a lunch with me and Colonel Brown and uh, Barry Toller and Eisman and uh, Anderson. I mean, it was just everybody in the command, right? And we're sitting around. I remember like DFAC maybe. And we were all sitting around and, uh, you know, just BSing, right? I had my Cowboys gear on because, you know, we were a big Cowboy. Well, I am still a Cowboys fan. Rob, Rob, we buried him with a Dallas Cowboys pennant in his coffin, right? And a diehard, die, he used to, Barry Toller actually gave him, it was, I think it was Eisman too, gave him a pink Cowboys flag. And I was like, he, he, he got sent home and, and he had showed me before and I, I still have that flag. It's in his stuff yeah. um, because it's a funny story because the guys were making fun of him, you know, cowgirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, so yeah. he had a pink pennant and he hung it in his office. But um, those stories, when we just told stories, like I forget who it was, maybe Eisman or somebody that told me, uh, I remember Rob said he got a he got a black eye when he got down range and I was like what did you do and he's like oh it was training I got hit in the eye right so we're talking and they were talking about oh you know it was it cracked me up these stupid things that Rob would do right he would always bang his head and I'm like what so when he was getting off the bird when he got down range he hit his head 
getting off, right? He's a big guy. He was. He, he was. He was. And we used to laugh because he. Oh, he was. Yeah, right. But uh, the fool gave himself his own black eye. Um, gave himself his own black eye when he first got downrange. Sorry, we had a event that got out here. Now the kids are very excited. It's Friday night. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's like. Uh, hold on a second. I, I know we're live, but hey, can you go see if they'll. Just, can you just ask him just to quiet, just look, sorry, my teacher is going to go and talk to them. Sorry about that. Oh, where is it? What do you got? John said Rob was one of the funniest guys I've ever met. David Pierce says I'll be there in the morning. All right. Good, David. And John says I wish we could have flown Wilkes the service dog there for the yeah, but I will get a picture, uh, John. I made a display this year with Welch, so he's going to be on display uh, at our tribute table. So Welch is a service dog. So, yes, John got with uh, Paws for a Cause, and uh, they named him. Well, he said, what was his name, his complete name? And I was like, Robert Forrest Welch, because he said, what's his middle name? And I said, Forrest, right? Because <laughs> we used to, like, run Forrest, right? He's like, I think, I think we'll go with his last name. <laughs> so I guess... That's fine. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be crazy. I guess we'll have to end up soon. We could always do another one. But so he went with Welch, and Welch is a service dog that works in a classroom with students with autism. Uh, oh, cool. So it's really cool because, in a way, let's do this. Okay. Grab your chair. Okay. Grab that thing. Okay, just just follow us over here. We're almost done. We're good. Sorry, we're having to kind of. There we go. Sorry. Are they going to count this door? Uh, no, they'll no. Go that I think okay. we'll be. Because they'll stop them from going yeah, through there. Okay. Okay. The uh, the beauty of vet church mobility. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Right. So, but yeah, it, it thinks. It's just really neat to see the stories. So like things like Welch, I could show the boys and be like, this is a way your dad's spirit lives you know, on yeah. through, through, through right? a service dog. Exactly. And, and there's just so much that's going on that you're doing. The, um, it kind of, it, it really, I think it kind of blows me away, Becky. I mean, you're just, you yeah, know. I'm just crazy enough. <laughs> You're I'm bored enough. Enough. I don't know. The three kids at home isn't enough for me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, okay, so one of the things that, like, helped get Kate out here living in a minivan with me was <laughs> was you. Because <laughs> Kate kept saying, I need to see Becky. That's and I'm like, yeah, but you got to go. You're, like, you know, you go. at least need to take off your job Yeah. long enough to come out here with us. And, um... It's, you know, it's an impossible thing to do from the standpoint of to travel around and see folks isn't easy. Yeah. I mean, people have real jobs, so, yeah. you know. And, well, and you kind of have to be on their schedule. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you can't just be like, well, we're driving by. We'll yeah. just pop in. Yeah. <laughs> and, Sometimes you can. And, well, and to have an event like this that's in its eighth year, mm -hmm. it, it means that you can plan for it next year. Yes. You know. Yes, um, and I challenge everybody to try to come out here. I mean, I would love to see everybody. Yeah. Well, next year will be number nine. Yep. And, and we were talking 10. about on 10. Yes. We're going to try to get every, yeah. I mean, I, we'd love to see 
I, I think, you know, I'm not over speaking, but Vietnam veterans, oh, yeah. Korean veterans, if you were in the Big Red One, if your dad was in the Big Red One, if your mom was in the Big Red One, mm -hmm. oh yeah, we have a lot of female veterans yes. who've been veterans since World War II. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's mm -hmm. blown, uh, we went to the nursing homes and have talked to veterans who were in World War II. Mm -hmm. I, it just, female veterans are overlooked yes. in, in, um, in a big way. Yeah. But we want to really make, to get back on track without, because I'll get off on these tangents. Mm -hmm. We really want to make this event a Big yeah. Red One event on the 10th that. anniversary to yes. just, and that way like folks can heal. I mean, I know there's, I've got a book. I just bought a book uh, off of my first infantry division page. A guy, I can't remember his name, sent it to me okay. about some his group in Vietnam. Well, there's like 30 of them. Well, I'm going to read the book, and they get together once a year. That's awesome. Well, come to this event. Yeah. Come, come for the tenth. Come and, and share some of how you guys moved yes. from Vietnam, how you're still alive. Exactly. How do you keep moving forward? Yeah. And the spouses, because... Well, and it, it goes with our theme this year, No One Fights Alone. That's our theme for this year. And if you look at that, the, there's a big, powerful message behind that, you know, and means so many different things. But, you know, we always do this event. It's always on the first Saturday of April near Rob's anniversary. So you can plan for that because that's easy. I, I can't tell you the exact date right now, but uh, it's always that first Saturday of April. So First Saturday of April this is where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, su we're super glad you're here. Well, but in fact, we're going to get a little bit of sleep tonight, and then we'll be up here all day tomorrow. So it's going to be crazy, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it is, and it's, and it's very... It's the first Saturday? The fourth? Fourth April. And it's so, you know, like, it's just so honoring. Like, this is, you know, I, I, I'm begging people to come to the National Cathedral on mm -hmm. July 3rd at 1130 at night and go with me into Independence Day. through the, awesome. It's a pilgrimage through the cathedral. Well, in a sense, make this a pilgrimage, folks. This is awesome. Um, one of the guys that went with me on the pilgrimage last year, he came the first year I came. Oh, he, awesome. Him and his wife drove all the way down from Indiana. Jose? Jose Aponte. Oh, and, and he's one of our guys. He still lives up there. Oh, and um, I just I just love what you're doing. I mean. Thank you. I, I, I know there's all these kids walking through our I stuff. know. So, um, hey guys. <laughs> but, uh, I know they're like, well, yeah, there's kids. Yeah, right. They're the future. They're, they're but you can, uh, yeah, they're the, the ones helping. Right they're ready to go home. But, uh, well, of course, you're going to be doing some videos here tomorrow and then showing some of the so people can kind of see. That's it. Well, I'm going to be on Periscope both times I play. Kate's okay. going to shoot Periscope. Yep. Um, We'll, I'll probably put my gimbal on the phone and walk around okay. so you can actually walk around. We'll do some Facebook Live back into Vet Church okay. because I just really and want to. We could send you the footage too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that way you've awesome. got whatever footage we take. Um, Becky, I, I just think what you're doing is really cool. I think it's very courageous. I think that wisdom without courage is is idiocy. I mean, you can go to all the schooling you want to, and you can learn everything yeah. you want to learn. But unless you have the courage to act upon it, there's there's just a, there's something lacking, and you've acted upon. You've got a lot of courage, and you've acted upon it. I mean, this is didn't just happen. 
You don't just have an event with hundreds of vendors, for profit, and a whole bunch of nonprofits. People coming to run. It's Wiley, Texas, folks. I don't know if you know it, but it, the weather is always either cold or rainy <laughs> yeah. or hot. <laughs> hey, summertime, it's like 120, so, <laughs> you know. And, and you've done this. And the team, like, it, it, you said 80 kids. Oh, our, that's only ROTC. Yeah. We've got NHS. We've got uh, police club kids coming out here. We've got adults and groups that are in the community. I mean, this is a community event. Mm -hmm. And not all of them knew Rob, but they know what he did. Well, and so it's And they amazing. know they know other veterans. Yeah. They know I, this thing was incredible. The first the first year I went, I was just blown away the how there could be you used to take over the whole downtown area. Yeah. I yeah. mean it was the whole town. Of course this high school folks, Wiley yes. High School, no coyote. But yeah, Wiley yeah. High School That's it, in the panhandle or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> This place is as big as the colleges I went to. All three of them. Yeah. Or was there four? <laughs> You're on the eight it's grown a lot, though. This was not all here when I was here. We graduated with 308. Now they graduate with like a thousand kids or something. So, but uh, it's impressive. So this is going to be great tomorrow. It, it is. It's great right now. I mean, it's just, it's huge. There's, yes. And your, your volunteers, there's a whole bunch of people over there taping stuff yeah. out. It's a lot of work. I want to yeah. just thank you for caring for our tribe. I want to thank you for continuing to raise your kids. For even though I'm sure you were laying on the floor, I'm sure for you. I just thank you for getting back up off the floor. The alcohol helps a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. There were some nights, I won't lie. Right. But, uh, you know. The good Lord turned the water into wine. Right, right. It helped. It helped some nights. But, uh, you know, they'll arrest you if you drink too much. So that's not good. So you drink just enough. So, but no, it's, I appreciate that. And But you, I want to say thank you because coming out here, that helps me just as in turn as it helps you. Oh, it does. So, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, it was like, hey, Nick Holder, I don't know if you're watching this yet or he later. Was earlier. Oh, he's on earlier. He has a real job. He has to get up. Yeah, but, but he was right. I healed a little bit more by coming out here. You know, you know, you know I'm going to play some sad songs, some good songs tomorrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I'll try to make people cry. <laughs> you know, I, I tend to just open my mouth and people start crying. I'm like, please don't because... I mean, I was talking to the Rotary Club the other day about what we were doing, and this old this older gentleman. I mean, he was crying before I even spoke. I played a uh, Toby Keith's American Soldier, like started out, and I was like, "Oh, I can't look at him because I'm just like, my name's Becky Welch." And I'm like, <laughs> "I know." I was like, "So, but." But this is, we're very excited. We're going to go home, get some sleep now, and then yeah, right. and then come they, back tomorrow. Listen, them kids are just walking out on it. There's a, a bunch more to do. We're going to do it in the As, morning. Are we going to really? Yeah, we're going to do it in the morning. Oh, okay. So, no, we... Dude, see, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you are a non-anxious presence. Oh, I'll be out here, like, four in the morning <laughs> painting the... We didn't finish the parking lot, so I'll be <laughs> out here. No. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, so I'll be out here. Don't worry, that's what the Diet Coke's for, so I'll get me some caffeine and 
come up here. Somebody will be calling the police and being like, there's somebody graffitiing the parking lot. <laughs> so. Lady. Well, thank you for doing this Vet Church interview. Um, anything you'd like to say to anybody that's stuck or just. Yeah. Um, you guys, life sucks sometimes. It does. But life's good a lot more than it is that it sucks. And you may not connect with people for a long time, but there's people always here for you. And that's one thing that, you know, we may not have hung out a lot. You, you may have only known me through Rob, but I'm here for anybody, anybody that needs it. If it's not me, reach out to somebody else because your life is so worth it. And I just, you guys do a job that I can't even imagine. I mean, I saw it from the wife's point, um, but you lay it on the line every day. And I am so grateful to be able to tell my children how we are grateful to live in a country that's free and a country where we don't have to be scared because of men and women that keep us safe and sacrifice so much. So I just encourage, if you are struggling, reach out because you are not and you will never be alone. And when you feel it the most is when you need to drop to your knees because the one person that's always with you is always there to listen to you. So drop on those knees and remember that he'll always listen to you. He's always wanting to hear your fears, your heartaches, because it's him that turns those heartaches. And I'm telling you because I've walked through that fire. He took that heartache of losing Rob and he has made it beautiful for his good. So I just encourage you to remember that because um, you never know how strong you are until you have to be. So I just encourage you that tonight. Thank you. And make plans to come next year. Yes, yeah, come yeah, join yeah. us. Come on, come on. And um, I love it, baby. Thanks for doing this. Out. Nick Holder. Oh, hey, Nick. We're together. <laughs> he said, hey, Thanks, guys. Nick. <laughs> yes. You need to be here and join us again. Yeah, you do. So. Thank you so much for doing this. You're and, welcome. Um, thanks for that church. You know, people have asked me, will you share the videos outside? No, we'll put them on a podcast. Now, the podcast thing is not up right now because I'm laptopless. <laughs> Those things burn out after. Sounds a little, know. that sounds <laughs> dirty. <laughs> it really kind of sounds dirty. Hey, that's our tribe. So, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> It, so it'll be a little while before we're back in Florida, probably July. But um, and if you want somebody to see this, just invite them in the group. It's just that simple. And Becky's in the group. Becky's yes, in the group. There's tons her. of people. Yes. 2,000 of us in there for some reason. Cause, so, right. cause we're, I mean, because you, 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 you're never alone. Yeah. You can't even go to Burger King, you know. I got that whole speech, yeah. but anyway. That's Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> right. Thank you guys. Thank you for doing this, Becky. Awesome. He and said, Nick said we'll make plans next year to be there. Good. Hey, yeah. one more time. Give everybody the it's the first Lieutenant Welch. First Lieutenant Robert F. Welch the third run for our heroes. And what's the charity? The first Lieutenant Robert F. Welch the third charity. Okay, so and it's www.1ltwelchrunforourheroes.org. And if, and if you, you know, have those antiques that like are sitting around that your grandkids are gonna sell, you could, I, I believe with all my heart, you can go ahead and sell them now and give the, the money awesome. to this charity. There you go, good thank thing. you. Good things with it. Love y'all, bye. Right. Bye guys.
Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.